You're listening to Trade Entrepreneur, the show for business owners by business owners. I'm your host, David Sudworth, and welcome to this week's show. One of the things that seems to have been cropping up more and more in conversations among tradespeople in the last 12 months to two years, and this goes for sole traders as well as one-man bands who are limited companies or also people who have got employees, and that's the issue of VAT. For those of you who are listening outside the UK, VAT is basically, it stands for Value Added Tax. It's a sales tax which is levied on certain goods and services at the point of sale. Basically, you collect it on behalf of the government and then depending on what VAT scheme you're on, you will give some or all of it to the government. Sounds great for the government because basically businesses go around being unpaid tax collectors for the for the government. That's one of my particular bugbears about it. But one of the bugbears that most tradespeople have about it is that, in essence, any business that wants to go VAT registered or is forced to go VAT registered, they end up having to put their prices up. And as we've discussed in previous episodes, putting prices up is one of the main things that keep a lot of tradespeople awake at night because, quite frankly, most people do not want to be putting up prices for their customers. It's something which, as trades, we agonise about to a certain degree, some more than, more than others. And it's, some, it's usually a road that we don't particularly want to go down in case we can avoid it. Now, in the pa- as you'll know in the past year, uh, I, we've been going through a lot of changes in the business. And one of the changes that we went through was going VAT registered. We went VAT registered in last summer, I think it was now. So it's basically been with us for about a year. And there's quite a few things that I've learned along the way, which I wanted to share, to share with you today. Just before I start... I would advise that anyone who is either looking to go VAT registered, thinks they're going to be going VAT registered, or has indeed gone VAT registered, if you want bespoke advice, then you do need to engage the services of an independent financial person. What I'm saying is just from personal experience and my own personal observations, they do not in any way constitute formal financial advice one way or the other, but I wanted to break it down to a set of principles, which I'm, I'm thinking that for most tradespeople, it will be a, a good um, a, a good reference point going forward. In terms of VAT in the UK, um, businesses have to register for VAT when they, when they have a turnover of £85,000 or more with any, within any 12-month period. So, I actually thought that it was £85,000 in any financial year. That's not the case. It's actually in any 12-month period. So it was it was a bit of a shock when I found that out. Luckily, we hadn't even hit that threshold. I was actually having a chat with someone about it before we'd even got there. And they point out to me that actually this has nothing to do with how much you, you are earning in a financial year. It's how much you're turning over within an, in any 12-month period. Uh, 12 month period so it can be from January 2020 to 2021 or it can be from April 2022 to April 2023 so it all depends really on how much you are turning over within that particular year now don't get me wrong some businesses do decide even 
when they're starting out to go without registered. And there are a lot of reasons why they do that. They tend to be more businesses that are suppliers or of services or goods to other businesses. So because businesses tend to claim the VAT back off purchases. Um, so th- there are logical reasons why a business would go VAT registered, even though it's literally not turned over a penny because it makes them more attractive to other businesses or there might be certain schemes where you can claim VAT back. Um, most businesses which are business to customer um so like us we go and sweep a lot of chimneys in in private houses um the, the, there's no massive incentive to go that registered straight away we do a lot of commercial work and there is a there is a benefit in that but at the start our commercial work accounted for pretty much next to nothing compared to our domestic work so we decided we decided straight off the bat um not to go down that particular route but as the business grew it started to become clear that um, going through the VAT threshold was inevitable. And I think one of the main drivers for more and more conversations being had about VAT registration over the last few years, uh, and I don't think I'm breaking any confidences when I say this, is that generally speaking, up until this point, most businesses and trades were dealing cash and cash is very easy just to stick in your pocket and not declare it. So therefore, it doesn't come up on any balance sheets. I have to say, and, you know, I can hear the groans now, but that's just not a way I've ever operated. I think I'm, I think for a number of reasons. Number one, I want to sleep clearly at night. And number two, if, you, if you're not declaring stuff, not only is it illegal, but you don't have a sense of where your business is at financially. You, 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 you know... 50 quid here, 100 quid here, it soon adds up. And there's a lot of companies which on paper are worth next to nothing, but in reality they're, they're, they're turning over a hefty amount. I think that's now going slowly by the wayside. I think there's two reasons for that. Firstly, a lot more people are going cashless. So they'll either do a bank transfer or they will pay on cards. We've had card machines now for going on for four years. And we were quite early adopters in that regard because we just saw the way things were going. And in the last two times when I've been abroad, I've not used cash once. It's become quite amazing how cashless society has become. And even when you go to things like markets now, even in this country, you will, unless you go to things like car boot sales, you'll find that most people will take cards, certainly makers markets and uh, food markets, a lot of people do take cards, even cab drivers. <laughs> and, you know, cab drivers primarily deal it in cash because that's just the way it's always been. But even now you see, you know, blokes who've clearly been working on the cabs 30, 40 years getting out the, the eyes ettle or sum up or whatever they have and putting on their glasses and starting thinking, how does this work? It's quite it's quite endearing to watch, actually. But that's the way things are going now. People are becoming um, less dependent on, on silver, sterling, and notes. So therefore, um, because obviously things which go through their bank account end up being declared, the true value of businesses is actually now being realised. So that's quite an interesting change which happened in the last few years. And consequently, a lot of businesses 
um, and now this and now having t- to go down the VAT route. I have to say, even even if you take that that can that kind of thing aside, there there are legitimate ways to stay away from the VAT threshold, and for a lot of businesses, that means quite simply either slowing down work or just not accepting certain work. Now, I think that's okay if you're a one person band and you are kind of not wanting to grow your business. But I think if you wanted to grow your business, the the VAT threshold is just something which you've just got to accept it is going to happen. I have to admit when I first started, I didn't think for one minute that I'd be <laughs> registering for VAT. It just seems so so it seemed like some massive companies do, but I've actually realized that you don't need to be particularly um, going at it full guns to realize that at some point, if you've got a successful business, you will end up becoming VAT registered. So today I'm going to share my five tips on how to how to successfully meet the challenges of VAT and grow a successful business at the same time. And the first tip I would say is, number one, keep an eye on your takings before you do hit the threshold. Because the last thing you want to last thing you want is to be told that you've accidentally gone over the limit and that because if you do you'll have to pay the difference to the tax man so um, so once you've made over thirty five thousand pounds of sales in any previous 12 months you have to register for VAT and it's not as some mistakenly assumed and I did as well there's eighty five thousand in your eighty five thousand pounds in your financial year it's in a calendar year. So this that that's how many people are caught out. They're not aware that it's on a rolling 12-month basis. So, you know, keep an eye on your takings. And I would suggest that depending on what kind of business you got, we, we I started flagging up to my accountant when I was getting around the 70K turnover mark because I, I 15K isn't particularly large amount of money for, for a business um, in, in our sector. So I was pretty much a case of this is going to be um this this is on the horizon we now need to deal with it so yeah number one uh keep an eye on the takings before you do hit that threshold <clears throat> number two decide early on which vat scheme you're going to join now in our industry there are there are generally two schemes as the f- standard rate and the flat rate vat scheme and Again, please check this out. Things may change over time. You may be listening to this a few years when it, these schemes have changed. But as I'm talking here and now, on the standard rate, you give 20% of your takings to the government. And in return, you can claim the VAT back on all purchases that where you've paid VAT on. So in our industry, it'd be things like, it'd be things like smoke pellets on gloves, stove, liners, cowls, consumables, vacuum cleaners, rods, you name it, all that, th- all that stuff. On the flat rate, you only have to give 12% back to the government. And actually, in the first year of the scheme, it's only 11%. And you get to keep the remaining 8 stroke 9%. That does sound better, but there is a catch. And the, the catch to the latter scheme is that you can only claim back the VAT on capital assets of £2,000 or more. So things like vans the more expensive CCTV equipment kit, you you can only claim for those larger capital items. So you can't you can't buy a stove because because that's gonna to go to a customer. 
you can't claim stuff back like smoke pellets because it's not a capital asset and also it falls under the £2,000 mark. So you you can't claim the, the materials and goods back that you sell to your customers because regardless of cost, they're not assets. And also, as I found out myself, things like websites, they're not um, re- redeemable under that scheme. So speak to your accountant, understand which kind of schemes are available to you in your sector and then you can have a strategy going forward. And the third tip is decide on your pricing strategy. And and this is usually the part which worries trades people the most. You know, how will the VAT impact on customers? So are you going to pass on the full VAT cost? Are you going to try and absorb it in some way? There are some companies which have tried to absorb it and not put their price up 20%. We looked at all our... Um, figures and we realized at some point we were going to have to do that so we might as well do it from the off there are companies out there like i say that have kind of gone half in half out so they've 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 only put it up by the percentage in which they give back to the government the problem in doing that is that when we did our when we when we did our um our strategizing for this we knew that at some point inflation was going to go up. We didn't realise by how much, and certainly not by the amount that's currently um, being touted in the in the media. But we knew that there was a lot of pressure going to be come to bear on the economy, and that pressure would inevitably fall into business. Also, things like Brexit, um, fuel prices, all those things, the, the inflationary pressures that, that on business w- would come. So we figured that it would be important to to do that then and I'm glad we did because we're in a much stronger position than than we would have been because the problem with inflation is once you realise it's there it's already baked in to a lot of your um your products and services and it's baked into the to the bottom line of your company whereas if you've if if you're it's like it's like most things if you're forewarned it means you're forearmed, and we were and we were forewarned about about that in the sense that we because we do read the financial papers, because we do look at the press, we do monitor government policy. We we know what's coming down the track. We've got a decent idea of what's coming down the track, and I, I think one of um, the, uh, a local business mentor who I, who I rate very highly was saying to me this time last year, the, the the thing in business is you have to have the ability to look around corners. And that's what we were doing in that. And because we've done that, we are in a much better position because of it. Um, now, obviously it's important that you are able to set prices which are appropriate for your market uh, and also that the market can, that, that the market can take. But, Generally speaking, our price rises have been well received. There have been the old customer that we lost because of price rises. Yes, that's that was always going to be the case. And you, one thing you've got to remember is, even without price rises, you will lose customers for one reason or another. And it might not be because they don't they don't like the cost anymore. It could be because they moved out of the area. It could be because um, they just just decided that they're watching the pennies this year. And regardless of whether you kept the price the same, it's still something that they're not going to be partaking in this year. So there's a whole bunch of reasons why customers don't necessarily come back year on year. And it's not always because of price. We we, sit, we, we tend to, like I've said previously, we tend to fixate on price. 
and price is just one facet of a layer of reasons why customers do or don't do things. But yeah, deciding on your on your pricing strategy first off is very important. Tip number four, get a separate account for your VAT. Because once you've registered for VAT, you're in the really strange position of having money in the bank which no longer belongs to you. <laughs> it belongs to the tax man. So each month you'd be extremely wise to move, depending on which scheme you're in, either 11 12 or 20% out of your current account into a savings account. Uh, otherwise, you could end up with a, a massive VAT bill every quarter and no means to pay it. And the last thing you want is for the tax man to be on your case. You need to get that money out of your current account because what you can end up doing, you can end up looking at a bank account and think, oh, yeah, we've got enough money for this, that, and the other. And then you actually realise that 20% of that is actually not yours. Um, it belongs to someone else. And they're now calling in a debt, i.e. the tax man. They want it paying. And with that, you have to pay it every quarter. So it's important that you decide early on to get that money out of your account, put it in a separate savings account. So when that demand from the tax man comes, you can pay it and it's one less headache. And the final tip is you've got to remember that VAT can actually be a signal of success. It's all too easy to approach VAT with a glass half empty mentality, but being VAT, re- being VAT registered can actually be good news. Because if you manage to hit through the £85,000 threshold in turnover through one one method of work alone in our case sweeping it means you've got a, a thriving business with a good customer base and if contract work is your thing like i said earlier then being that registered can definitely have a, a an impact and reflect much better on your company as some see it as a, as a sign of enhanced professionalism uh, and once you've signed up you do actually get used to it and it just becomes another overhead um, I mean, my, my own experience, just to sum up really, is that going VAT registered was actually a massive factor in my decision to expand the business. I didn't want to just limp over the VAT threshold. I really wanted to sprint over it. So my thinking was that if I just turned over eighty six or £87,000, it would be a bit pointless because actually what would happen is I'd be 87000 minus 20%, which means I'd end up being worse off than I would be if there'd just been an eighty four. Nine nine nine. So um, you have to, you have to really. Once you hit, hit that threshold, you really do have to go straight through it. Otherwise, you'll end up, you end up losing money. Because uh, I wanted to exceed it by a fair margin, so I actually thought that it was worth the extra admin. But I, I knew that I couldn't do this just by myself. So that's why I trained Peter uh, to sweep more chimneys um, and to boost the appointment availability. We hired Sam as an office manager. So with the bookkeeping and keep keep tabs on admin and bookings. And all this has freed up my time to start working on the business more. And my role is changing because of that. And and I actually do recognise that because as a business we've now expanded into more geographical areas in the northwest. I started taking commercial work nationally and we're now planning future growth. So <laughs> it has been a bit of a whirlwind, uh, and it all stems partially from this thing which a lot of people try and dodge, which is VAT. Yes, VAT can be daunting, 
and you'll need to reach out for professional advice. But if you do have the right mindset, it can also be a springboard to take your business to a completely different level. And that is the decision that we decided to take. We wanted to go to a much higher level with the business. So we embraced the fact that, yes, that was something we were just going to have to live with, but it actually provided a catalyst. And without the VAT, we, our growth might have been a little bit slower. So perverse as it may seem, giving money to the government has actually, in a way, incentivized us to do more. Don't get me wrong, I really wish we didn't have to do it. That um, that 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 amount of VAT would be a, a lot easier um, in the com- in the company and many other companies at the moment. But at the end of the day, we wouldn't be where we were because of that. So it's a it's a double edged sword. But hope you enjoyed this. Um, I realised, like I say, it's become a conversation which more and more people are having. And I did an article on um, VAT for the Guild of Master Chimney Sweeps magazine a few months ago, and I got a lot of inquiries because of that. And people wanted to. Um, just shoot the breeze and just talk about their own experiences with that. So if you want to do that, please give drop me a line. It's david at trade-entrepreneur.co.uk. If you're on Twitter, it's at TEP show. We've got a Facebook page. And as I always say, if you're on Amazon Music, if you're on Spotify, if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a like and subscribe and it'll tell you when the next show is available. Many thanks for joining me once again. Have a great week. Stay safe. And we'll see you all again very soon.